Wow, what a yeah. douche. Seriously? That could have been one of the douchiest things I've ever seen in Portland. That says a lot. <laughs> I think he's pretty much one of the biggest douchebags I've yeah, that I've seen roaming the streets of Southeast. Yeah, I really have I'm having trouble even thinking of something that could top that. Uh, this is Fun Employment <laughs> Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. And, uh, yeah, the guy that we just saw outside of our place um, running down the street. Uh, how to even <laughs> describe this? Shirtless. It's raining in Portland right now. Yes. It's not that warm. It certainly doesn't warrant being shirtless. Actually, never. I don't think there's ever anything that warrants being shirtless when you go running. I would agree with that. I mean, there's really no need to do that. Well, I mean, unless it's like a super, super hot guy that I wouldn't mind watching. Well, okay, I can understand that. But yeah. uh, there's still no need for it on the guy's part. <laughs> And this guy, so this guy was running down the street shirtless on his jog, and then he had... He was jogging. Yes. And then he had, uh, how to describe these glasses? They were, from a distance, it looked like he had pieces of, like, like white tape or something over yeah. his eyes. That's what I thought he was. I'm just like, what the fuck is that guy doing? It looked like he had white bandages on his face, basically. Mm-hmm. But they were the most mirrored sunglasses I have ever seen in my life. Well, they were like Max Headroom almost type yeah, ones with like the was, lines through them. That like is the exactly 80s. what I've been thinking of. Oh, I'm kooky and crazy. But they were like reflective with the lines. And he's running shirtless with like, you know, everything's swinging around. He's wearing super thin like running shorts. Yeah. Like with an air of haughtiness. Just like, oh, yes. I am running and you are not. My body is a temple. Yes, please look at me. Yeah. It's like nobody wants to see you running around in Southeast in the rain with your shirt off, you idiot. No, you want me. Ugh. All women want me. Yeah, shirtless yeah. running. Yeah. Not good. Not necessary. No. I don't know. There are so many crazy people in this. I, I do like the characters in our neighborhood. Oh, I know. I know. It's entertaining. Um, Although, maybe you should uh, no. enlighten some people on something else we found out today about no. uh, a certain person in our neighborhood that you've discussed before. We uh, found out some information about um, one of Sarah's favorite people in the neighborhood that she made fun of profusely on the show. There are things I know now that I did not know then. <laughs> would you uh, Would you care to let people know what uh, what it was I you found I'm out? I'm going to bring this up. I I just feel you know it's we've talked about it before. It brings the story to closure, better understanding of who Sarah X Dillon is. Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> okay, so we went to the store today, and um, <laughs> our neighborhood corner mart, if you will. And there's this guy there, the guy who owns the store. He's a very nice gentleman. And so mm-hmm. we were, um, you know, purchasing our wares. And I asked him, yeah, so we're, like, getting ready to leave. And I asked the guy, I'm just like, hey, do you buy? Because this is a very nice Asian gentleman. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, thinking about the kid that I saw the other day, the the strange Asian boy standing on the side of the road, uh, holding the small dog, laughing profusely, right staring at of, nothing. Right out in front of his shop. Right out in front of his shop. So I was inquiring as to maybe, you know, this could be, like, a grandchild or a child of his. So I... So I asked him, so do you have a, you know, a grandson that hangs out here? And because I saw a boy out here the other day, you know, laughing on the sidewalk. And I was just wondering, you know, if, if, you know, maybe you guys were related. And he was like, oh, no. That's the mentally retarded boy that lives next door. And he likes to stand out and walk his dog around the block. So basically he was just out having fun, enjoying himself. And uh, Sarah decided that was uh, something to make fun of and um, basically discussed how weird and strange he was <laughs> and what a what a creepy thing it was that I he was doing. I feel really bad. So, I was like, are you sure? He's like, oh, yes, very sure. Very sure. I'm like, crap. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't hear that. So you've resulted to making fun of mentally challenged kids. That's where we've gone to. That is so not fair. <laughs> I had no idea that he was mentally challenged. But now I do. <laughs> and I feel really bad about it. It is one of the most surreal things I've ever seen, though. No, it does sound bizarre. Yeah. It was. I, I, I feel really bad. To the mentally challenged Asian kid who lives in our neighborhood, I am sorry. Well, I mean, in all honesty, it doesn't change the fact that it was really weird what he was doing. But It was. You know. But, you know, he's in a, in a different world. That's right. His maybe, world was a lot of fun at that point. Maybe he was watching a circus or something in the street, and I just I uh, just more, couldn't see it. More power to him. Yeah. You know, he was having a good time. It's too bad Sarah tried to rain on that parade. 
I do feel really bad. I was just, I was trying, did you hear me trying to be like, are you sure? Because <laughs> oh, no. he didn't really look I retarded. Know, I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm sure. He's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> He's very retarded. <laughs> that's what he said. That's a, that's a direct quote. I was like, oh, man. You're trying to dig yourself into a deeper hole. Uh, no, I just didn't know. I made a mistake. I think I made a mistake, Michael. <laughs> no, it is true, though. There are some bizarre people. So, um, I didn't get a chance to talk about this. So, And I was in the neighborhood, too, when this happened. When I went out with Katie the other night, we were catching a bus not very far from here. And once again, more bike people. There's these people on bikes that are just nuts, and I can't tell the difference. I don't know for sure. So this guy was riding his bike towards us. We're waiting at the bus stop. And he starts yelling at the top of his lungs. I'll try to do my impression of him as best as I can. But he's like, off with his head! Off with his head! Like, screaming it like that. That was the tone of voice. It's, that's actually pretty close to how he sounded. Wow. And screaming at the top of his lungs to no one in particular. And he comes... Just saying off with his head over and over again? Off with his head! Yeah. And so he gets near us, and I notice he's got a Bluetooth on. So I'm like, is he really having a conversation with someone about off with his head? Why is he doing that? You know, this doesn't make any sense at all. And he gets to the stop sign, and he turns over and he looks, <laughs> looks at us. I am the Mad Hatter, Michael, and off with his head! And <laughs> he's going down the street. What? And everybody's just staring at him, and he just looks blankly at us and then turns around and keeps going down the, down the street, bikes through a red light. Of course. Yelling off with his head down the street. I'm the Mad Hatter. I am the Mad Hatter, Michael! And off with his head! <laughs> so, I don't know what the fuck was going on, but I mean... Well, regardless, it's a crazy conversation if he's... Well, yes, uh, exactly. Is he really having a conversation like that? Is he just nuts? I mean, is he on his Bluetooth? Because I hate that with Bluetooth. You can never Ugh. tell. Bluetooth you never know. Bluetooth is so irritating. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I've had one. Every phone that I've had, it's come with one. I have mm-hmm. never used it. Like... I mean, I understand in the car now, you know, it's illegal. You have to You have to use it in the car. And that is understandable. I respect the car. You know what? Because your hands are occupied doing something else. Right. What makes me so fucking annoyed is that uh, the lazy Bluetoothers, <laughs> the ones that are doing nothing, they're just standing there with their hands in their pockets, you know, talking to some invisible person in a parking lot or walking down the street like, well, yeah, George, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do tonight. No, no, no. Did you see that game? And you were like, and it's exactly yeah. the same thing. It's like, are you crazy or are you just fucking like lazy or lazy and rude or the people that are actually holding their phone oh, yeah. <laughs> you know holding the phone out so, so you difficult. already have your hand on the phone like <laughs> no. why do you need to keep the bluetooth in greg's at, at three feet from you know lifting the phone from down here yeah, up to here it's, it's a lot of work yeah it's no, so much work i see people all the time and they're just yelling and then you think they're talking to you and i'm like oh, exactly I'm, I'm sorry what did you say and there's like oh and like give you like the finger like no no, no i'm i'm on the yeah. It's like, no, you're oh. not on the phone. That's that's the worst, too. Because, yeah, oh. I'll be walking along, and, you know, somebody will answer. They'll be like, hey, what's up? Like, oh, maybe I know this person. I'm like, hey. Like, and then either they'll do that, no, 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 no. Yeah. Or they'll just look at you and then ignore you and keep walking. Oh. Like, give you the glance. Like, how dare you talk to me? What I know. Why? You idiot. Obviously, I'm having my own private conversation right now. And you can't see the Bluetooth because it's on the other side of their head. So oh. you never know. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, near this guy the other day. Um, <laughs> maybe in a building somewhat like ours. Mm. But distinct from it. <laughs> yes, a different building. <laughs> yes, and there's, and you know, I was just uh, getting ready to get some food out of the refrigerator, and I hear this booming voice coming in, and I'm just like, "Whoa, hey, is somebody talking to me?" And then this dude just like comes in, and he's like throwing stuff into the microwave, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and having like this yelling conversation with somebody on his Bluetooth as he's just with his phone in his hand, of course. So he has his phone in his hand. This is at my friend's work. Yeah. Um and. With his phone in his hand and just like yelling and then proceeds to like just wander, like pace the halls back and forth on his Bluetooth, like screaming with this person, just like laughing hysterically and just completely ignoring like everybody <laughs> around him. I don't want to hear your conversation. No, no, there's really no need to do it. I mean, I don't even like having a conversation with people on the phone, like around other people. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go walk. I don't know. I mean, I also have a nervous tick with it, but you do. Yeah. I know. I have to. I have to walk when I'm on the phone. Before I have a hard time sitting. Before I knew that thing about you, like I thought that you always thought that I was trying to eavesdrop on your conversations. No, that's because not you it at just all. Get up and just leave and be like, "Oh, hey, how are you?" And leave the room. Like I don't want. I don't. I'm not going to listen to you. No, I know. <laughs> no, it's it's a weird thing I've got, and I know I have a problem with it. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kenny I, B has I have, it too. I have to go walk, or I'll go in a different room, or I have to be moving while I'm on the phone. I'll sit there and pace back and forth. I probably look like a crazy person doing that, but at least you know I'm on the phone. You're a pacer, and I don't yell off with his head. So I, <laughs> like, I'll I'll pace, and I don't know. 
It's, it's I don't know, like, conversations like who got the memo that, that it looks like you're, like, more technologically advanced if you wear a Bluetooth. Because people walk around with it like a point of pride, mm-hmm. almost, sometimes. Like, they're bragging, like, look at how high-tech my Bluetooth is. I'm like, yeah, it's just dumb. You look dumb. A Bluetooth led, um, well, it was one of the many factors that led to the end of my last relationship. Really? Oh, so annoying. Oh, and he knows it. Like, we're still friends, but he knows that that, that his phone and his earpieces were, like, (laughs) led to the extinction of our... He was so obnoxious. He had uh, an iPhone, and it comes with those, you know, the double headphones. Oh, yeah. uh So that you can wear them. They look basically like the earbuds, but it's, like, for using your phone. And he would not ever talk on his phone even when we're walking down the street like we're walking from his business to go to a, co- a taco cart he's like oh yeah i've got to make a phone call real quick pulls out his phone whips out his earpieces puts them both in plugs it in dials it on the phone holds it and then walks down the street wearing headphones talking to somebody and i'm saying that it was <laughs> i was i know that this is irrational but i was like irrationally irritated by it and it <laughs> happened all the time i can understand in the car like we were talking about again right. but he was walking down the street with his phone in his hand. Next to you. Next to me. So obviously, like, you know, he has to have his, the conversation on the phone in both ears as he's walking down the street and holding his phone. Oh, was, I hated that phone. <laughs> have you seen my new app? Look, I shake it and it makes it sound like dice. <laughs> <laughs> that phone it even got to the point where we'd go on road trips and on the side of the road he'd be holding up it's like I just got this new app that if you hold it up to mountain ranges it tells you what mountains they are here look let's pull over and try it see look that's that mountain I'm like oh god I don't care I don't care (laughs) care about your apps your earplugs are annoying But he's still a buddy of mine. Yeah, well, <laughs> we just, you know. We just didn't work out romantically. Yeah, well, you know, that's there's, there's a difference. There. And it was funny because after a few months, because we hadn't seen each other in a while, and after a few months, like, we went and had a drink, and um, and he had his phone, and he didn't touch it the entire time. And I'm like, I'm like, you have, I'm like, we've been sitting here for an hour, and you haven't even pulled out your phone. I'm like, who are you? And he's like, oh, yeah, that was just the honeymoon period. If you would have stuck it out, I would have gotten tired of it. I'm <laughs> like, no, I don't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> One of the list of things. <laughs> Look, this looks like a guitar, and when I strum it, I can make music. <laughs> By touching a touch screen. I'm really actually doing nothing. Phones. I hate that phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I will never get wow. an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I kind of want one, though. I kind of want one because it looks pretty and, yeah. you know, as we were talking about yesterday, and it goes with everything. It goes with everything. That's uh, not. That's not what I was referring to. It wasn't referring to a fashion sense. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about like with like since we both works have, with like, like iTunes and, and yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. It goes with everything, Sarah. You don't understand. <laughs> I like to carry it with me everywhere. Bluetooth is part of my accessories. I'm really sorry. I went on the Bluetooth. No, that's okay. No, it, it is. It's annoying to me too. Yeah. I don't know. You know what else is annoying that I've noticed lately? That's happening again. What jets? There are jets Crazy. all over this city. No, I'm serious. It's been happening a lot. Like so, so I talked about this a couple of months ago, and um, there was, you know, about how there seems to be like a lot of jets flying over Portland. And Aaron had his 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 thing, you know, that it was a military invasion or something. But I, I don't know what it is, but and it's happening at all hours of the day now. It used to just happen at night. Mm-hmm. Now it's happening during the day, and it's happening at night. And there are military jets like flying in like formation. Flying over the city sure? constantly. Yes. No, I hear them all the time. I can't believe you don't hear them. I don't hear any jets, Greg. No, there are jets. And actually, I was talking to Kenny B. Kenny B., uh, you can testify. You have heard yeah, these jets. I can confirm that, and I'm a um, plane nerd. So they're F-15s, Greg. And yes, they are flying in formation. Yeah, over the city. Yeah. Very low. Mm-hmm. Very low over the city. And I've it's actually <laughs> developed an ear for different kinds of jets. And I can be sitting in my room and tell. You've developed an ear for your invisible jets. <laughs> How come it's only the two of you guys that hear the jets? Well, I know there's other people. Other people must hear it. I I did flight training for a long time, and uh, I work at an airport, and so I got to be able to tell the difference between a commercial jet and a fighter jet. Just There's like a- how we know all the different trains now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In your face. In your face. <laughs> yeah. We're so, like, yeah. Amtrak, commercial, remote. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I can confirm that, and it's it's really bizarre. They, uh, Greg and I live in 
in sort of the same neighborhood, and and they're flying over like. Constantly. I live in the same neighborhood as you guys, which is why well, I'm surprised you have not heard. No, these and jets. I'm outside all the time. I have not heard any jets. How do you not hear? I these heard jets? the creep. My neighborhood is quiet enough to where I heard like the creepy whistling guy the other day, and I did not hear any jets. Creepy whistling guy and the baby that exists nowhere. Oh, the invisible baby. Yeah. It stopped. Maybe it's oh. a baby no longer. Maybe it's because you're turning thirty. <laughs> Means my clock is running out. <laughs> That baby's getting further and further away. Oh! <laughs> Reach out and grab it. Um, yeah, but, no, I'm serious. These jets are going crazy. Yeah, I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> what do you think the jets are, Kenny? There's aliens around, and they're just monitoring their situation. That's so, what I think. since you have such a ear for airplanes, what kind of jets are they? They're F-15s. Military jets. Yes. They're, uh, the Oregon National Guard has a base uh, near the airport. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, for whatever reason, they've expanded their operations, and the jets are flying over a lot now. Which is something, I didn't, living in Oregon all my life, it's not something you really see very often. And so, and being a plane nerd, I'm like, whoa, those are cool planes. Do you like You're going not just to a f- plane nerd, Kenny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you like going to forums and discuss it? Yeah. <laughs> you see that? That was the Model G. At approximately 10, 15 p.m., I witnessed you... Are you keeping a log of said invisible planes? I have logs. I think... Extensive. <laughs> wow. All right. Then what I, I want you guys to both, whenever you hear them, since you guys both live in the same neighborhood and you're hearing the jets, I say, like, if you could just make a note when you hear them and then we can compare times to see if you guys are hearing the invisible jets at the All same right. time. And, I'm fine and with then that. I will believe you. Okay. Because I just believe I'm sitting in a room with two crazy people right now. <laughs> well, but I'll actually go outside and look at them and confirm it. And yes, they are F-15s. Does your girlfriend like planes, too? No, she thinks I'm weird. What else doesn't she like, Kenny? (laughs) Uh, Sideburns. She doesn't like sideburns, Kenny? Apparently not. Kenny, I believe you used to have very large sideburns. Kenny had the most awesome sideburns I've ever seen. Almost mutton chops. They 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 were were mutton chops, yeah. In fact, mutton chops, yes. So what happened to those sideburns? Well, I got a little crazy with the razor and trimmed them and kept trimming them and then eventually they were gone oh so did becca meet you when you had the sideburns yes she okay did. what did she think of them uh retroactively i found out she wasn't a fan <laughs> she said she was questioning her attraction to me until i <laughs> shaved my sideburns and then she was on board so. wow that's never a good thing if just the sideburns she was questioning just her the sideburns so everything else having to do with you yeah weighed heavily on whether or not you had a little patch of hair on either side of your face. Mm. I always go, my beard is scratchy, isn't it, Becca? Yeah. She didn't like that. <laughs> she didn't like the scratchy beard face. I'm you know not really sure. This is getting really creepy right now. I don't canteen know what I'm saying. People know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. My beard is scratchy, isn't it, Canteen Boy? Oh, but my shirt fell off, Canteen Boy. <laughs> so do you think that she'd still want to be with you if you grew them back? Uh, ooh. Maybe there'll be a test. Maybe there's that. Yeah. Maybe that's a challenge. Yeah. Test of love. See if she really loves me or not. See, that's true because you guys have exchanged the L word. Yeah. Back and forth. So, I mean, if she truly loves you, I think that she would let you have right. your sideburns. Mm-hmm. And she gives me the, would you still love me if I was fat thing, you know? And it's like, well, would you still love me if I had sideburns? Oh, yeah. that's a that's not even a fair trade. I mean, right. sideburns you, you can get rid of in a second. If she was fat? <laughs> what? She asked you if... Yeah. Every, they, yeah. Mm. Wow. Come on. That's that's a question. I asked. never have asked was, anybody that. What if I lost the, my, both my legs? I don't want you to point out the fact answer. if you think I'm fat. <laughs> just, don't say just say like you look beautiful, baby. Yeah. Don't ask questions you don't want answers to. Of course, right. you wouldn't that's, love her if yes. she was fat. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's I mean, be really. honest. Nope, I dump you instantly. Sorry. See, You're if more people me. were honest in the world, people would be happier. It's like that, you know. Then you know. All right. Well, gotta yeah. keep working out. Exactly. You know what? I'm just saying. I think that as you know. To try and strengthen your relationship, you need to grow the sideburns. <laughs> you just you just want it to end badly so you can talk about it on the show. <laughs> I do not. Greg and I wish nothing but the no, best for you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, we're no, happy it's that true. no, because you are a self proclaimed nerd. Yeah. You're dating a super hot chick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good looking lady who just doesn't like your sideburns. <laughs> and weighed her your entire relationship I, on whether or not you had facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> you should grow a mustache. A big handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. What else does she ask you? Like, does, is there anything besides the fat thing? Uh, if, no. if she does, she ask about like if she, I don't know, cut her hair. 
Um, that conversation hasn't come up. She did have, I don't have to bring it down, but she had cancer. Oh, jeez, oh, Kenny. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? All right. And she asked me if he lost all her hair if I would still love her, and I said, yes. You can't just pull the cancer the hell is like that? that. That is fucked up. He <laughs> started it. I feel like putting like a two minute long bleep over the last conversation just so we don't have it on there. Huh? Uh, He's Kenny B. You really know something. The conversation stopper. I'm just going to push this mic away now. Just going to go ahead and pot that one down. Seriously? Wow. That's just mean. Now I can't say anything about her for like a week. That is just not fair. All right. I thought you might like that, given the retarded boy. <gasps> mm. <laughs> All right, maybe we should uh, change the conversation. Um, we have an exciting guest coming up. We do. We have uh, the one and only Mr. Christian Finnegan coming in studio here in just a little bit. Sorry he has to follow up cancer. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is awesome, though, that he's going to be coming by uh, here pretty soon, actually. Yeah. Um, so uh, you... Once you see who Christian Finnegan is, you will totally recognize him from so many different TV shows mm-hmm. and things that he's done. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to be stopping by to talk to us. Yeah, he was on, yeah, Best Week Ever. He was also, yeah, I think the thing that everyone knows him from is he's the white dude from Mad Real World from Dave Chappelle Show. Yes. Yeah. Which is the funniest <laughs> so fucking sketch funny. ever. I watched it again yesterday. It is, yeah, it's just hilarious. Um, yeah, he did that. He's been on... I don't know. He's been like a writer for a whole whole bunch of different things too. So it's he's uh, like a political commentator too. Like mm-hmm. he's yeah, Keith Olbermann show. I'm a little intimidated. I know. He, he seems to have his smarts about him. Yes. Yes. His wits. Oh, I did find a clip from um, the Mad Real World. Oh. Yeah. So it was the one. Yeah. So it's basically if you haven't seen it, which I don't know how you possibly could have lived and not seen this, but uh, it's Dave Chappelle and it's like basically a whole bunch of like black gangster dudes living mm-hmm. in the, the real world house and there's one white guy named Chad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays Chad <laughs> so they, you know they stab his dad and fuck his girlfriend and yeah. <laughs> choke him <laughs> yeah and choke him so this is the one after the uh, sleeper hold they're at a party and this is him when he wakes up be careful if you get a sleeper hold because the next day your anus will really hurt <laughs> Yeah, it is hilarious. Yes. He has so many great lines in that, too. We'll put up some links to that, too, at funemploymentradio.com. Um, yeah, well, I really want to ask him like some stuff about Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I know. With him and stuff. Yeah, I want to totally know what he's like. Um, all right, well, I also, maybe we should get ready for him, but I want to I want to see if you have any opinion on these. I've been having some really weird dreams. Like, more weird than normal, even for me. Like, okay. bizarre. I have no idea how to make sense of what's going on in my head. All right, well, what did you dream about? Um, well, why don't we Are bring... there celebrities in it? There is. Oh, God. Greg, you're so There's weird. In one of them. In one of them, there's celebrity. In the other one, there's not. Okay. Um, I don't know. Should we bring him in here first? Because I think he's going to be here pretty soon and then talk about it afterwards. And go back to your crazy dream? Yes. Okay. Welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, a stand-up comedian and writer who has had his own Comedy Central special in addition to appearing on VH1's Best Week Ever and, of course, a legendary performance on Chappelle's show, Christian Finnegan. Oh, what a... <laughs> what a... <laughs> incredible... Booking coup. <laughs> I say, there's a podcast I've done in New York, and it's become a joke that I say that booking coup is my favorite. That's my favorite little phrase. Um, thank you for having me. Fun employment radio. I see what you <laughs> did there. You, you took Finnegan. the words employment, unemployment, and fun and yeah. put them together. Well, we it's took our clever. lack of jobs when we were laid off from radio and decided to make it fun. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Actually, in the building that you were at earlier today. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, well, I, I took a dump in the waste can if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> All right. Just, well, yeah, just, that does. Just because I, I had a feeling it's like there's a, there's a bad energy here. It feels like <laughs> somebody's been fired. I'm going to drop a deuce right here. <laughs> I'm going to make up for everyone. <laughs> so you yes. already made a fisting joke when we did Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. Fisting and pooping in the garbage can. You guys missed the fisting jokes. Sorry. One time only. Can't go back and do those again. It's good to have you here. 
No, my my favorite. <laughs> if I ever, if I ever like, if somebody uh, says like, "Hey, can you really tone it down?" Like, like you know, try not to swear and you know, objectionable content. It's like, so I shouldn't talk about like fisting nine eleven widows. That's sort of my go to shocking thing to say. <laughs> You're so crazy. It's never been done before. Baby, people can't handle me. <laughs> I think outside the box. You people, you you squares can't handle me. <laughs> you squares can totally handle me. <laughs> so this is the well, second time you've been in Portland? Uh, I guess third yeah. time total. Uh-huh. I did a one-night show at the Mississippi Studios last year. Oh, cool. And then I came out for Bridgetown a few months ago. Cool. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, we noticed, too, that this is your only stop in on the West Coast. Is that right? Yeah, I literally am just out for the weekend, um, which is... Great routing on my part. Uh, that's definitely the way you want to do it. But uh, no, I, I, I just I am very busy back in New York, and I was almost going to have to cancel this weekend. And I said, nay. I said, get me to Portland. Yeah. Uh, no, honestly, there, there, there are some cities on your schedule that you see, and you're just like, Ugh, what the hell am I going to do there for four days again? Yeah. But then there are some cities where you kind of are protective over it, where you're like, no, I, I want to go there. Like I. You know, it's not just a financial thing. It's like, I mean, I, in Portland, I mean, I haven't, obviously Helium is a brand new club and, and, and things like that, but I love the, the Helium in Philly is one of my favorite clubs and, uh, and I love Portland as a city. And so it's kind of got that double whammy. There are some cities you like to spend time in, but the club might suck or there's mm-hmm. some clubs that might be good, but the, you know, Sunday afternoons are tumbleweeds rolling across the street. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, I kind of think of, I'm hoping that, that this club is going to be that rare combination of the two. There's only like four of those where it's like the city's great and the club's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this club is actually pretty cool. I mean, yeah, we it just went, opened up recently. Yeah. And then we were talking um, how we had a great interview with Greg Proops last week. I yeah, know, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll, I should try to be <laughs> went more amazing. Proopsian. Um, <laughs> oh, saw the Peloponnesian War. And <laughs> 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 Oh, have, you been to <laughs> have you been there yet? Have you seen your giant picture on the wall? No. You have a huge picture. Oh, yeah. good. I hope it's emblazoned there forever. It's going to stay on the wall, right, Mary Ray? It's not coming down after this weekend. <laughs> They're laminating it It'll under the wall. Relocated to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That would be fine with me. That's totally I want it. I actually, I want it on the back of the stall door, Perfect. so that when you, I, I don't know, I'm. This is two shit jokes in the first five minutes. <laughs> no, yeah, that's okay. But while you're sitting on the toy toy, I want you just looking at my big goofy. <laughs> so forever, face. whenever you go take a dump, then you will always think of Christian Finney. Absolutely, it'll be inspirational. You'd be like, a, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look how far I've come. Push and breathe. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's filthy and disgusting. There's wow. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Poop jokes. Hey, <laughs> plenty more where that came from at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. No. Save the fisting jokes for that one. Then. <laughs> no, I actually do have jokes. I promise. <laughs> I went and did this other radio show this morning, and it was the polar opposite. It was like a ten-minute conversation about me defending Obama, and it's like nobody really wants, nobody's going to come out because they hear this. And now this <laughs> is the opposite. It's like all the smart people will be like, "Is it just shit jokes?" <laughs> I'm not going to come out and see that either. Would you like to talk about Obama? No. Let <laughs> <laughs> I me. Mean, did you guys hear about this filibuster? Uh, well, you do go on Keith Overman a lot, right? I, yeah, yeah. I, I do, and I, I enjoy that, but I hate political humor. Um, well, not that I hate political. I, li- I like social humor. Like, I like humor mm. that's sort of about things. I-, I-, I like people that have things to say. But I think a lot of, like, political comedians is, like, they just feel like they can tell just just dumb dick jokes. Yeah. But because it's about John Boehner, it becomes a political joke. Like, <laughs> hey, John McCain, diapers, burp, burp. You know, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's so bizarre how I, I will still see. And I-, I hate just shitting on comedians. But it's like I... I- I still see people kind of ham-fistedly wind their way into their old Lewinsky bits. Like to this oh, really? day, I mean, wow. I still see it, and I and part of me admires the balls of it. Like it's like, <laughs> wow, that is really like you are really biting down on the bit, like and you know, and just <laughs> you, fifteen just year old. Down. Yeah, you are ignoring how awkward this must feel in your heart, and you're just going there anyway. You're like, I am awful. Look <laughs> how awkward that probably is for everybody in the audience. Like really. Really, that sad thing is, I I I know you want to think that's true, but I I fear that it's not. Is I fear like that people are stained like, dress yeah, jokes are still absolutely oh blowjob. That is hilarious. You know, <laughs> I, like I, I I do think that there is a sizable part of those aren't the people who are going to 
uh, really follow your career. Those are the people who are just kind of out because it's Kim's birthday <clears throat> or yeah. whatever. And I understand that like you need a club needs those people. It's like a club can't survive on comedy nerds. Right. You know, I was just yeah. saying to Mary Ray in the back, like not only they're 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 shitty audience members <laughs> they're the worst it's like i i mean i am too it's like i really try to force myself when i'm watching somebody if i enjoy a joke i really try to laugh audibly yeah you know mm. because i feel like a lot of people who are really comedy savvy it's almost like they feel that that is a, a betrayal like that's some breaking of the hipster code to actually audibly enjoy something you know <laughs> um it's like the people that stand around at bands and just stand yeah, in the back exactly yep. oh I'm, i that's totally yeah. me now and I, I i accept that that's why it's like if there's a balcony put me in the balcony so i don't feel like i'm bumming anyone out like i don't want to i don't want to bring down somebody who's there to have a good time because i just want to cross my arms and nod yes very very I, good rendition i of approve that i yeah. approve <laughs> but also like I, I, a lot of the comedy nerds, you know, and I say that endearingly, of course. I mean, goddamn, if I could have an army of comedy nerds the way you know a lot of the people I admire do. But um, you're sitting next to one of the biggest comedy nerds I have ever met. Well, yes. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But a lot of a lot also, I understand that you know people are a lot of people who are really comedy saturated. People aren't. They're not bankers. They're you know artists and stuff. They don't have a ton of money. But a lot, in New York, at least, it feels like a lot of times people. Like comedy nerds almost feel like they're above paying for comedy. Uh, like they'd be like, you know, why should I? Why should I go see him at a club and I can see him at Upright Citizens Brigade for free and five dollars and you know at, at midnight on a Tuesday? It's like, okay, that's all true, but it's like these people who you admire, don't you want them to be able to live? Yeah. and like mm-hmm. pay their rent and things like that. You know, yes. it's, it's that doesn't somehow make them. You know, that doesn't make you cooler. The fact that you're not willing to subsidize their <laughs> what yeah. what they the thing that they do that you love so much. Yeah, you know, it's it, but <laughs> that just kind of makes you an asshole. A little bit, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So how did well, you, go? Go ahead, Greg. Well, no, we wanted to talk to you about uh, like VH1s. I want to ask you this. So there's some, and I don't know if this is true or not, about how you got onto Best Week Ever on VH1's so Best weird. Week Ever. Did you win a game show? That's so weird. I, it's it, funny. Yes. Okay. And I, I very rarely mention it because it doesn't really come up that much, but I literally just talked to the dude at uh, oh, really? the, the radio station about it, which is just bizarre that it would come up twice in uh, uh, you know one morning. Uh, yeah, I won a Toyota 4Runner on a show <laughs> called Name That Video, uh, which was before I had anything to do with VH1 on a quote-unquote talent side. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> massive quotations. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just I happened to just sort of be a dork who watched a lot of music videos as a kid, and so they had this this show, and and I went on, and um, the show had been on for like a couple months at the time, and nobody had won yet, and it was like a kind of a problem because you know people have to win game shows or else it looks bad, and um, I was doing really well, and it got to like the final round where it was like you know you have to name ten artists, song and video, sixty seconds, and they're like we think you're going to do it, we think you're going to do it. And I did it, and everybody was happy and excited, and then they put me in a room for a while, like, oh, we're going to have to sign some papers. And then they come in about an hour later, and they're like, um, we have a problem. We we showed the song, uh, You Shook Me All Night Long, and you said, you shook me. And we showed Crash Into Me by Dave Matthews, and I you said Crash. Now, the thing is, I still would have won, because it wasn't one of those things where if you guess wrong, you're wrong. It's just kind of one of those, you have to keep guessing until you get it right. And I had gotcha. time. And it, You know, if, if if I say crash, and they say no, of course it will crash into me. Like, it's right. going to be your next thing. And so they were kind of in this weird position of like, you know, we legally kind of can't air this, because you know you technically you didn't get it yeah. yeah so we don't really know what to do so we'd like you to come back tomorrow and wear the same clothes <laughs> and we're going to give you 10 new songs and artists and we're just going to basically fake it and do it again but we for legal purposes we have to give you 10 new songs like we can't give you the same 10 and so like i went home that night and i was just like laying in bed on my shitty futon and just like they're gonna fuck me I'm, I'm dead you know they're gonna take this away from me and i was calling lawyers and stuff and they're like don't sign anything blah 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 and uh but uh yeah i, I went back the next day and and luckily at uh sort of at, almost at the last second i was able to um to pull it i think they did make the, the videos the next day a little easier i will yeah. say that because they they wanted me to win it was like very obvious they wanted to avoid the embarrassment but um but yeah so i that was a long-winded story long-winded answer to did were you on a game show no that's interesting yeah um and so s- it was on vh1 and then that's how they kind of discovered you in a in a roundabout way i mean i i had done shows around the city and stuff like that so the 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 
the person who was in charge of sort of uh, you know booking comedians and stuff was aware of my existence, and I so I got on uh, the in what they call the internal pilot of I Love the Eighties, just because they knew that's the kind of stuff I knew. And I was never on the air on I Love the 80s. It was just the internal pilot. And then when the show actually came out, they were like, all right, let's get some people with some actual credits on the show. And um, so I was very frustrated by that. And uh, and I remember when I went in to audition for Best Week Ever, I kind of was really kind of bitchy about it. Like I was like, oh, this, is, this seems like a lot of fun. It's going to be really great to see Michael Ian Black say this three months from now uh, or whatever <laughs> well because because he was you know on ed at the time like you know like they, that was the thing about i love the 80s is like all those people were you know it was like rich eisen from sports center and it was like marginal celebrities and, and stuff like that whereas luckily on best week ever they they wanted to kind of have their own crew of it you know nobody's to kind of brand the show and so i got lucky and so so in a roundabout way it did get me on but yeah I love Best Week Ever. Yeah, I mean, I, I you're pretty it. fucking hilarious. That's kind of you to say, true or otherwise. <laughs> it is true, sir. Yeah, how did that work? Was that most of that scripted, or did you just improv pretty much go off the top of your head for? Not, I mean, some people did. I think I, I'm not. I mean, I, in the right context, I, I enjoy improvising, but I'm a big fan of uh, hearing people prepare things. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. like I, I would much rather watch a, a band play great songs then watch you jam for an hour. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that there's... <laughs> I be, you know, agree completely. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that's sort of... That's what I sort of liken it to. It's like, okay, yeah, when you watch somebody jam, every once in a while, there'll be like a moment of epiphany where it's like, oh my God, that just organically came out of nowhere and that's amazing. But it's surrounded by just 20 minutes of horse shit. Exactly. On side, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's... So, I mean, I would do a lot of writing mo- more than I think... Like, some people are just more funny off the cuff than, than I am. Um, but... They would give you, like, the night before, they would uh, email you, like, here are the topics we're talking about. Here are some sort of links to look at on the web. And here are some general sort of, like, angles that we that we think we're going to take on it. You know, it's never just kind of like, Lindsay Lohan's going to jail. Go. It's always something like, you know, Lindsay Lohan's going to turn this jail around. Or, you know, there's always some sort of comedic angle okay. to every piece, gotcha. you know. And so you would write jokes sort of with that in mind. It's like, well, how would Lindsay Lohan turn the jail around? You know, and so... Um, and then you would go in invariably and half of the topics that they told you you were going to do you're not doing anymore and then here are these new ones and so then you would kind of have to kind of fudge it a little bit and kind of go with the flow and maybe you'd have 10 minutes to sort of look over stuff and there would always be a writer and or producer in the room with you whose job it was first of all to kind of keep the sort of jigsaw puzzle in mind of like oh, you just said that, and I remember that, you know, Doug Benson said that an hour ago, and that could go together, like, that, um, so there's a lot of creativity on their end, too, and also their job was to sort of kind of riff with you a little bit, like, to kind of, you bounce things off of, like, is, does this work? Well, what if you said it this way? And, and so it, it was more collaborative, I think, than it, than it appeared on, on, on TV, and, and, um, I mean, those producers and stuff, you know, work their asses off, because a lot of, a lot of times there'd be something that would happen, like a, Friday morning and they would, you know, like that scene in broadcast news where they're just running through the hallways, you know, trying to yeah. get it. The show, I think, I think when it was airing at like 9.30 or 9 p.m. and they were still cutting it together at like 7.30 sometimes, wow. so which is, you know, you know, kind of crazy, especially when you're doing it on two coasts. It's like yeah. they would send the stuff from L.A. to New York and then they would sort of put it together there, but... So did you guys have kind of a group setting that you were in? Like, were you just filming, like, by yourself when you were doing yours? Or oh, were yeah. you guys kind of working off each other? No, just by yourself? not at all. Completely by yourself. I mean, you'd go in, you know, you'd see people in, like, the makeup room or sort of the bullpen, essentially. But um, you would be given a time, you know, all right, Wednesday at noon, you know. Um, Wednesday afternoon, I found, was always the best time to go in. Because, like, enough stuff had gone on during the week that, mm. you know, you had stuff to talk about. But you weren't so late in the week that they had pretty much already cut together their packages because, you know, I loved the show, but there was a certain laziness that crept in over time. And I was the beneficiary of that as much as I was a victim of it. That a lot of times, you know, oh, Paul Tompkins is coming in. We'll just cut together with his shit because we know it's going to be funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Rather than watch 10 tapes of different people and comparing jokes. And sometimes if you had a producer that was like a really big fan of yours, that worked to to your advantage. Mm -hmm. And if, the person putting together that particular package. When I say package, I mean like the topic, you know, uh, whatever four minute 
topic that you're talking about. If that person wasn't really a fan of yours, then they might not bother to watch your tape. You know, yeah. so um, if you could kind of get in in that sweet spot where they still needed material, but enough had happened that you didn't have to worry that the whole topic was going to be nixed. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of inside information Dude, about I a show that I hasn't l- been on the air for we two love years. <laughs> talking inside baseball. Yeah, no, that's that's the yeah. fascinating stuff. <laughs> Um, well, and speaking it's the of meat, man, it's the meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and speaking of inside info, how did you uh, end up getting hooked up with the Chappelle show? Like, how did that? How did that um, work out? That was sort of a. I mean, I I've been in New York forever. I mean, since I was eighteen, and but I you know I was just doing comedy around the city, and um, Neil Brennan, who was Dave's, uh, was Dave's <laughs> partner. Um, <laughs> he was he had moved to New York to do the show with Dave and he had, uh, you know, co-written half baked and worked on Dave with other stuff on other stuff as well. And he was just kind of doing the same sort of alt comedy shows as me. Like he would just kind of float around and, and, um, he's a very funny, but very weird dude. (laughs) Um, and a a great guy, but just kind of hard to get to know a little bit, you know? And, um, I remember once, you know, cause we got along pretty well and he called me once and he left me a message and he was just like, I don't know, I guess we should probably have lunch or something like that or whatever. And and I, I think it was like, I so didn't want to be the guy who was like, oh, you're connected, so I'm going to be your best buddy. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of went like the opposite route a little bit. Like I was kind of like, oh, I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go to lunch with you or whatever. You know, or it was, uh, and I remember then he, then the next time I saw him, he was like, no, I get it. We're not friends. I get it. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't mean it like that or whatever. <laughs> Um, so I guess he was a weirdo and I was a weirdo and, but, um, (laughs) but we, we were still very friendly. And when, uh, he just came up to me one day, he's like, you know, I'm working on the show with Dave and there's this sketch that, you know, you might, might be right for. Um, he didn't give me the part. He just got me an audition. But, um, obviously I, I imagine that that couldn't have hurt the fact that Neil kind of liked me. But, um, Mm -hmm. and so I just kind of went in and, and I unleashed my, truly white self <laughs> um it really is like the role i was born to play it seriously is i mean it's the most it has to be the most well-known sketch from that show ever. yeah everyone top knows five, like, top five yeah, yeah i mean it, it it is it is kind of awesome to think that like 20 years 25 years from now i think when when like the book is written on like what was going on comedy tv wise in the aughts whatever you we st- it's so funny the decade is almost over we still have not come to an agreement about what how to refer to it mm. yeah um, no. yeah what, the, I like this, aughts the, the first Aughts-ish. 10 years of the 21st century <laughs> um, I think that people will, will they'll, they'll talk about Chappelle show they'll talk about Borat I think when, things that will last or stand the test of time and uh, South Park I think mm-hmm. are three I, I personally this is my own personal thing I think a lot of other things like Family Guy I think will kind of be the sort of Bay City Rollers 20 years I think it'll yeah. fall <laughs> fall by the wayside people don't realize the Bay City Rollers sold more albums than Led Zeppelin and like Aerosmith like in all the all the bands from the 70s and yet people are like what um, anyway nothing against Family Guy except that it's not very funny but other than that <laughs> anyway I but I, I do think that when um people look back i mean Chappelle's show is going to be one of those things that people kind of point to as like remember that thing and and to think that you had any connection to that however tangential and i was only in one sketch but it's cool man i mean that's yeah. that's awesome awesome you know it's oh, yeah. it's entirely possible entirely likely that i will never be a part of anything that is as well regarded as that it's it's <laughs> as being the white dude it's from prob- mad real yeah. world <laughs> yeah i mean universally liked you, you know what i mean like mm. that's the 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 sort of smartest, you know, dweebiest nerd to the biggest dummy in the world. Like they all <laughs> love Chappelle show. You, you know what I mean? It, it it really that's honestly, and that's kind of what I think works about it. And the same thing with Borat, and same thing with 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 South Park is that everyone can find something to like about it. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not it's smart without sacrificing sort of a visceral enjoyment. You know. That is awesome. Did you hear about that thing that he did here in Portland with the surprise show? I did hear about that. That was, it was insane. Like in the park or something? It was, yeah. It was downtown at uh, Pioneer Square. Yeah, in the middle of the night. Yeah. And that's when we were working on a morning show, so all my friends yeah. are calling drunk, just like, this is the fucking best thing ever. I'm like, I'm sitting at 3 o'clock in the morning at a radio station. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Completely missing everything. What time was the show? Uh, what did you do, like midnight, I think? I think it was, yeah, like midnight, yeah. 1 o'clock. And there were about 
what did they say, like 20,000 people yeah. down there? Good Lord. Yeah. In yeah. the middle of the night on like a Tuesday. He, but that's, that's and that's the pull the, that he has. I mean, and, but that's also the kind of dude he is. I mean, I, I don't know him well, well, but it's like if I was walking down the street and I bumped into him, we'd chat for a couple of minutes. Um, he's really, I mean, he's a bit of a cipher. I mean, cipher, that's a kind of got a negative connotation. He, he's a, he's a bit hard to read, you know, but he's, he's not a, uh, I just want to make the world laugh guy. Like he's yeah. not that there are some comedians and I don't – this is just the truth – that if stomping their foot on the ground made people piss their pants laughing, that's all they would ever do because mm-hmm. that's the only point is I just want people to be laughing. That just that's, – that's it, you know, and I just want people to love me all the time, you know, um, what you might call a sort of a mencia type. Um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they have to kill all the time and like and, – and that's fine. But, I mean, Chappelle, you know, he's a – he's – he doesn't want that. He when he's off stage, he kind of just wants to chill and have like a normal conversation, like a, a regular person. And uh, he doesn't have to be the center of attention all the time. And I, I think that, I mean, I can't speak to any of the sort of racial stuff, you know, with, uh, you know, the sort of flack he was getting about the show. And I, as a white person, I can't speak to that. <laughs> but I do think that the sort of just mania surrounding the show in general was was a burden to him. Like it was just like I know that because he's a stand up. He's not one of those dudes who was just doing comedy until he could get on TV. Like he's a stand up comedian, and it got to the point where he couldn't even do stand up anymore because it was just people would be yelling out "I'm Rick James" and yeah, all that stuff. And so I think that he kind of just wanted to pop the balloon a little bit and sort of just go back to being a regular person. And people way overstate like, oh, he walked away from all that money. He didn't walk away from that much. A lot of that money was retroactive DVD sales money. It was like money that he got paid because those DVDs sold so well. So it's like, okay, he probably he left millions on the table, but he's not exactly you know he's not he's not living in a you know in a, 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 a squalor a lean to somewhere <laughs> a shotgun shack. <laughs> Well, um, so you're going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club tonight at 8 p.m. And oh, then yeah. uh, Try and stop me. You, <laughs> you won't be able to. It's going to happen you whether totally you need, want it to or not. You need to get a picture next to your giant oh, picture yes. on the wall. Is, it, is, is my head there bigger than my actual head? Because I have a large head. Oh, it's pretty know. damn yeah. big. No, it's probably about, I'd say about like that high. Oh, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you will. And uh, see, shows tonight and tomorrow and Saturday, two shows on Friday and Saturday. You can go to heliumcomedy.com to pick up tickets. And uh, Christian, thank you so much for coming on our and show. Also, thank you. And we can go to christianfinnegan.com to get uh, Al Contrario. You right? can, and you should. <laughs> yes. It would oh, be absolutely. reprehensible if you did not. If you if you show up to uh, to Helium tonight, and or any time this weekend, and you mention Fun Employment Radio, I'm just going to say it right now, free awkward hug. Ooh. There you go. And All I, right. I'm not, I don't say that lightly. When I say awkward, I mean pelvic contact awkward. <laughs> you don't seem huggy. make it awkward. I, that's what makes it awkward. Okay. Because you, you hug me and you feel like this doesn't feel natural at all. And what's that poking me? No, uh, wow. Right. <laughs> Just the fellas. <laughs> no. Sorry. Start with poop jokes, end with boners. All right. Yeah, we really, we can't, we can't beat that. Yeah. All right, Christian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, dude and dudette. <laughs> All right, that was awesome. Yeah, he is so fucking cool. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Christian Finnegan. So, uh, like we said, Helium Comedy Club tonight, Friday, and Saturday. And we should bring up the, the, the fact that he recognized Kenny B. Yes. But he couldn't place him for some reason. Which which is hilarious <laughs> because he didn't oh, have sideburns. Sweet, sweet irony. <laughs> he recognized Kenny when he had sideburns when he was at the Bridgetown like, Comedy oh, yeah, Festival. You had some awesome sideburns, dude. <laughs> so. Wow. Only one you were just in the world starting to like, like those. I know you like you know just starting to be recognized by the comedy community, and then you fucking take away your token look. My yeah, and then That's all of a sudden stick. you just become some other like white dude with boring sideburns. Wow, they kind of made you special. Uh, I'm special in many ways. Yeah, I bet you're special in many ways. Right. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, uh, your dream. Yes. Yes. So, all right. So there's two different dreams that I've had. This last week And like extremely vivid So the first one This one doesn't involve a celebrity Okay But And it lasted It's one of those like All night dreams Where I was In this So I worked on a farm <laughs> In Africa How did you know it was Africa? I just knew it was Africa It was like it was- Tanzania or something Okay um, or No it was Zimbabwe uh, why Zimbabwe? I have no idea. Okay. No clue why um, But I worked on a farm And so But the The head farmer 
really didn't like me and I kept screwing stuff up. And so you weren't a good farm boy. I wasn't a good farm boy. And so I, uh, I was in this truck in, in one of the farm trucks and I guess the real brakes didn't work. And I took the emergency brake off and it started rolling back down the driveway and it ended up rolling out onto the highway and it went for like miles and miles and I kept trying to stop it, but I couldn't stop it. And so I'm going in reverse this entire time. And so I, I ended up slamming it into a ditch and, and rolling it over a bunch of times. Somehow I got out unscathed and then I hitchhiked back to the farm and I didn't tell anyone about it cause I didn't want anyone to know that I, that I'd done it. And then, uh, the farmer found out and he was really pissed off at me and he said he was going to fire me, but he, he didn't end up firing me. But I had to do a whole bunch of different stuff, though, to make sure that I didn't get fired. Not not that kind of sexy stuff. Sexy stuff? No, not sexy stuff. Did your anus hurt afterwards? No, it did not hurt. There was no sleeper holes involved. Um, but yeah, and that that dream, like th- just that, happened over and over again all night long. Just I you kept get in the car this. and it kept rolling away? I kept screwing up all his farm equipment, yeah. What the hell does that mean? And why was it in Africa? I think that it means that you feel like your life is kind of a runaway train, where you're trying to like keep it on course, but at the same time you feel like you're um, you know, kind of messing it up. Because you keep trying and trying and trying, and it just isn't going the way that you you know want it to. But uh, you keep on keeping on. Yeah, that's what I think. Because if you, it's something you can't control, because all of a sudden it's careening out of control, and everything that you try to do to stop it isn't working. Huh. And then you basically have to you know abandon that and then rely on somebody else to help get you back to where you were. I don't like that assessment. I don't agree with that one. What's the other one? I wanna- okay, the other one. This one gets I want to hear the celebrity. Okay, yes. So there is a celebrity involved in this. So I'm going to try to even think how to describe this. So it was, it took place at a, it was like a, it was kind of a golf course. You rented golf equipment at this place, but then you go out the door. So it was like in a big dome. It was like a glass dome where you went in. There were little shops in there where you rent golf equipment. Mm-hmm. And then you take the golf equipment and you go out the door and you're in like a river setting, like forested river. Okay. And you play golf in the river. So you have to hit the ball like from log to log. And that's how you like go on the course. And then there's like rafts on there. Like Frogger with golf balls or something? Kind of, I guess. And then there's, but it's like rapid. So if you fall off, then, you know, you're in trouble. You don't like go rushing down the river, but you lose your golf ball. And the entire time, and then, then you go on like little rafting trips on it too. And the entire time I was... Playing golf, this entire experience was with a celebrity. Um, was it a female? No, and it wasn't one. Of, wasn't one of the female singers that uh, I'll say that. <laughs> that, that I, it's, Rihanna and Lady Gaga did not make an appearance. Oh, okay. I was like, they, they were not singers. there. No. Okay. Was it a? Um, so it was a guy. It was a guy. What did he? Is he an actor? Uh, yeah. Actor, famous. Yeah. Yes, quite famous. Does he do like comedy acting? Yes. Um, Dave Chappelle. No, it wasn't Dave Chappelle. Um, uh, Greg Proops? No. Uh, I'll give you a hint. More famous than probably either of those guys. Bob Saget? No. I wouldn't say Bob <laughs> Saget's more famous than, than Dave Chappelle. Dave Attell? I don't know. No, no, no. I could, Think I, more famous. More bigger, famous. Bigger level. Dane Cook? No. Well, I mean, oh, I don't God, pres- that would suck. Uh, no, bigger level. Carlin. No, Carlin. not George or, Carlin. Not Peter Carlin. <laughs> not Peter. <laughs> no, Peter Carlin did not appear in my I don't know. I can't, I can't figure it out. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell? Yeah. Will Ferrell, cool. hanging out with him the entire time, playing golf. Did on you guys a river. have conversations? No, nah, mostly just about golf. And I don't golf. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll explain that one. <sighs> Will Ferrell. All right. Will Ferrell can represent. So he's helping you again. Kind of. Not really, though. He was just kind of there. So, like the person he who picked really you up on the side of the road after you let everything careen out of control, Will Ferrell is now representing the person who's helping you along your way because you can't seem to accomplish the feat that which you're trying to do. No, it wasn't really helping me at all. He you was just, just there. talking about golf. Yeah, he was just kind of there. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, I, he didn't help me out. He didn't help me do anything. Did he make any jokes? Nah. He just kind of hung out. And like, yeah, you want to hit the ball? A, you'd have a more creative Will Ferrell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all that happened. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I'm just saying. I, and once again, this one lasted the entire night. I did take Benadryl, though, that night. Oh. Yeah, I wonder if that had something to do with it. Probably. Mm. Hmm. Well, there we go. There's Greg's dream time. Ooh. Brute. Yeah, we should probably get started on some ball talk. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Let's go ahead. I never did any of my prep for World of Crazy. <laughs> I did nothing. I was doing research for Christian. I did my ball talk yesterday. You did. So I was prepared. 
What is wrong with me? You know what? You know what? In addition to preparing ball talk yesterday, I actually picked out, uh, I found a story that would have fit in good with you that I was going to uh, give you today. I am so sorry. Speaking of ball talk, I think I dropped mine. My ball, not my talk. Actually, both. I'm gonna Your my balls head. dropped down. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk Thanks balls. Drops, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, NBA news. So the Minnesota Timberwolves have uh, sucked for a long time, and apparently they're finally ready to acknowledge that. So they've taken out a giant, a full-page ad in um, the Star Tribune, which I guess is Minneapolis's newspaper, um, because people are not very happy with their team and how bad they've been. And it said in their ad, it says, so will we, will we challenge for the NBA championship this year? Not likely. <laughs> so they're pretty much admitting that they are going to suck, probably for quite some time. Uh, but they're trying to just admit that to people and, I guess, get it out there. It's kind of like an, like an alcoholic admitting they have, they have a problem. Mm-hmm. Just being like, yeah, we, we suck. We know it. Um, please come back and watch our team, even though we suck. It sounds and like you're cheering. We suck. We know it. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what they're doing. I mean, they're writing in that. You would think their marketing people would not just not include that in there. You know, so will we challenge for the NBA championship this year? Not likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that is what's going on in Minneapolis. It's a slow day in balls. Um, well, if I would come to the table, like, that wouldn't be a problem. I can tell you all about yeah. boating. Uh, moving on, uh, Steve Francis. So Steve Francis is, <coughs> excuse me, another kind of a has-been point guard in the NBA. And guess where he's thinking about going? NBA Blazers. No. Utah Jazz basketball. Miami. China. What? Oh. Along with everybody else now, apparently, all the has-been point guards, uh, Stefan Marbury, Allen Iverson, and now Steve Francis, they're all going to China. I don't understand why. So, uh, yeah, Steve Francis said he's sucked for a long time. Um, and he's, he, he used to call himself uh, Steve Franchise because he uh. thought he was so amazing. Um, but, yeah, so now he is going to be going to China as well. So I'm wondering how many other people are going to be heading over there. I don't, I don't understand what the draw is. I guess maybe because they're still better maybe than most of the Chinese basketball players. Hmm. Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know how good the China basketball Chinese basketball league is. Yeah. But, uh, once again, yes, another former point guard. Have you ever watched Chinese basketball? No. Me neither. No, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) No. It doesn't come on uh, ESPN very often. Um, Let's see. Uh, What else do we got here in in our small balls? Um, Brett Favre. So Brett Favre, of course, uh, still playing in the NFL and also a grandfather and also with extremely gray hair now. Like he's he's all gray. But uh, there is a certain company called Rise and Shine who make a product called Go Away Gray. Who have offered him a million dollars to dye his hair. Is it the new Just for Men? Uh, it must be something like that. I don't understand. It's, oh, apparently it's an all-natural pill containing the enzyme catalase, which replaces the decreasing amounts of catalase lost in our bodies. I, I have no idea what this means. Anyway, it turns his hair. It changes it from gray to back to its natural So has color. he started using it? or is uh, it No, they, it? they offered him a million dollars, and so far he has said that he's not going to take it. Um, but he needed Because he needed to take it for five years is what it was. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean a million dollars. I'll I'll take it over five years. I don't, <laughs> well, I don't have, have gray, gray hair. hair. <laughs> no, but they can turn it blonde or something. I don't care. A million bucks. I think terrible is with blonde hair though. I would look awful with blonde hair. I think. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah. No. No. It's too dark. I just can't see anything else. My eyebrows would still be dark too. That would mm-hmm. be really weird. And then you have like such dark hair that it'd probably end up that like really ugly orangey blonde. Yeah. Anyway. No. Have you ever dyed your hair? Uh, no, I just talked about that on the show when I dyed my goatee. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> when I dyed it red, went to a Pantera concert. Oh, jeez. We were wearing a hemp awesome. necklace with a, a you glass wear, blown um, like mushroom on You don't wear hemp necklaces to Pantera, sir. No, they went hand in hand where I lived. <laughs> Maybe in Bremerton. Yeah, that's how we roll in Bremerton. <laughs> Hemp necklaces and Pantera. No, t-shirts. you would wear a marijuana leaf necklace. That would go hand in hand with Pantera. Oh, okay. Yes, which I did not, but uh, that that would I think would fit in better. Anyway, enough about my hair. Um, <laughs> moving on, uh, Shannon Sharp. So people that watch um, NFL Today, which is on CBS, Shannon Sharp's been around for a long time on there. He used to be an NFL player. He's kind of um, kind of really not not so bright. Okay. Uh, known for just kind of blurting things out that don't make a whole lot of sense and he's kind of loud and uh um but he he's been nonetheless he's been part of NFL today for a long time well he may not be part of it for a little bit of, for a little while now because uh 
he has just had a restraining order brought against him, saying that he uh, tried to force this woman, uh, Michelle Bundy, into sexual acts and threatened her life. So he's, she's filed this thing, and uh, there's a hearing that's going to go on, on on September 20th, and if he does end up being convicted. I mean, he's going to go to jail for this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, CBS has CBS said that he has taken a voluntary uh, leave of absence, which basically means they're saying, yeah, get the hell out of here, and if you're found we don't guilty, be we're firing you. With you. <laughs> yeah, so it's, he's pretty much admitting... Um, Pretty much admitting that he's guilty. Otherwise, why would you? Uh, why would you be doing that? Mm. But uh, so yes, Shannon Sharp. You will not be seeing him on the NFL Today broadcast coming up soon. It's a slow damn balls. I'm doing hey, the best I can with. You it. know what? At least you came to the fucking table. No, I did. I brought nothing. Well, I showed up empty-handed. I, I didn't say that. Uh, in <laughs> all right, and finally, in ball talk, there's this going on. So. Um, you know, soccer teams all over the world, they always, they'll have, like, friendlies with other countries. So, like, you know, the U.S. will play, I don't know, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Argentina will play England or something like that. You know, friendly matches, not having to do with the World Cup or anything like that. And these things are all sanctioned through uh, FIFA, you know, the international governing body. And so these things happen all over the country, all over the world. Well, uh, Togo uh, recently played Bahrain. So, um, and Bahrain won 3-0 to zero and made this big deal about how they beat Togo. Well, it turns out uh, Togo found out about this and said, yeah, we didn't send a team to Bahrain. We what? Don't, our, team, our team didn't play any games that weekend. So, apparently this group of people faked, uh, <laughs> created this fake thing saying that they were uh, Togo's team, signed a contract with Bahrain, and were, bas- were paid to do it, paid to play this game, and showed up with a bunch of dudes who uh, just went under the the idea that they were the Togo national team. Oh, my God. Fooled everyone. And so nobody really knows who these people were or where they went afterwards. They basically just showed up, got paid, they got their ass kicked, and got paid, and uh, now have taken off. And uh, so they're trying to track this down to figure out what went on. But uh, that's kind of hilarious that you could actually get away with doing that. That is... Pretty yeah. funny. Ah, yeah, we're the Jamaican <laughs> national team. Hey, here we are. Yes, we're showing up. Now pay us. That's pretty crafty. Yeah, it really is crafty, and it's kind of a scary about how little of checking that they did. I mean, that's an entire country's mm-hmm. team. You would think you'd do a little bit of checking, or at least, you know, even at looking at, like, Togo's national newspapers or something, there'd be, like, something about them playing Bahrain. Mm-hmm. No, there's nothing. <laughs> they just they showed up. They duped an entire country. They duped an entire country. Two countries, really. Well, yeah. well mainly one. But uh, yes, so uh, be on the lookout if Togo is playing your national team. It may not be the real <laughs> Togo knees or Togoites. What, what's the proper? Uh, Togoans? Togoans. I don't know. Yeah, Togoans. We're going to go with that. <laughs> Just go with that. Yeah, we make things up here. Uh, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Uh, should we do a little bit of World of Crazy? <laughs> oh! Um, this is our 203rd episode And awkward. I just forgot to do The one thing that I do every day We've only done 203 times I mean, you know, maybe it's, it's easy to forget Seriously, like I'm not even scattered Like I got a lot of sleep last night I was in bed at a reasonable hour Do you need to like set yourself a reminder? I've got to do early <sighs> Just when we met this morning We were preparing for all the Christian stuff And then Yeah but you also managed to get your stuff done. Yeah. Well, I figured today, you know, we had a big interview coming in. We'd probably be spending most of the morning going over Christian Finnegan things. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll get to jump on the game and probably won't have time to do ball talk. In the morning, so I'll do that before. We are pretty short on time. I was just doing this for the better of the show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want it to be, like, too overrun, you know, with content. Right. That's why you really should have come up with that excuse before you admitted that you didn't. <laughs> Well, it wasn't even... An, I didn't realize, like, it, that was just, like, a fucking flashbulb in my head. Like, shit! I forgot something. What did I forget? All right. Well, we are out of time, so, uh... I didn't talk about going on the boat. I went on a boat yesterday. I was on a boat. Big boat. 30-foot... Thirty yeah. footer. Mm-hmm. Big 30-foot boat. Yeah. On the Columbia. Lots of boat things. Yeah. And then it started raining. But it was a really cool boat. Yeah. Boat. What kind of boat was it, Sarah? It was a, I don't know. It was a sailboat. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we didn't put the sails up. But it was big. And then we went, um, yeah, and we, like, rode around, looked at all, like, the houseboats and stuff. How many times can I say boat? And um, saw, like, an osprey. Like, For saw those of you keeping huge... a tally, please let us know. <laughs> so these huge birds. I actually saw a giant bird 
flying with a, a with a huge fish hanging out of its mouth, like which was really cool. An osprey, probably. Yeah, it was just yeah. this enormous bird. Like we were mm-hmm. looking, we're just like, what the fuck is that flying through the air? Because you could see like the wings and the body, and then all of a sudden this huge thing hanging down. It kind of looked like a flying man. We're like, what is that? And that was my story about going on the boat. All right, sailboats and ospreys. The Sarah Dillon story. With fish in their mouths. Okay. Um, well, we are out of time. We do need to get out of here for, uh, for the Rick Emerson show, which is going to be coming in. See, so it all worked so, itself out. Uh, yeah, it certainly did. <laughs> certainly <laughs> did. Um, tomorrow we'll have, uh, well, maybe some World of Crazy. Um, also, <laughs> Kelly Clark from Lamet Week. Kelly Clark from Lamet Week. going to be coming over. So uh, that'll be fun. And... Oh, I got to tell you about what I'm going to be doing this weekend, too. It's going to be pretty fun. Okay, cool. I'm doing yeah. something, too. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it'll That's be a good. challenge. <laughs> um, very uh, a big thank you to Christian Finnegan for coming in. And like we said before, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. You can go to heliumcomedy.com and pick up tickets. He's going to be there tonight, Friday night, and Saturday night. And if you tell him that you heard him on Fun Employment Radio, he will give you a hug. Yes, an awkward hug. An awkward hug. Which I think everyone should do that. Which, and if you're a lady, you want him to hug you. He's, he's a good-looking feller. Yes. Or if you're a dude who likes dudes. Or dude who doesn't like dudes. Just hug him. I don't know. He's, he's just friendly. cool. He's cool. Yeah. He's Christian Finnegan. You're touching greatness. You're touching somebody who was on one of the funniest skits ever made of all time. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Touch greatness. Back massage greatness. Don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Audible link on the left-hand side and uh, get a free 14-day subscription to Audible and a free audiobook when you go over there. Yes. Very cool. And also thanks to Kenny B. Thanks for letting us fuck with you. Yes. And uh, good work, Kenny B, on getting all this stuff set up. Excellent work, sir. <laughs> He's Kenny B. Sans sideburns. Who might or might not have sideburns in the near future. Yes. Send I think us- you should go for it. <laughs> Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Go to the forum and talk about whatever you want to talk about on the show. I mean, there's tons of topics already ripping on us or being pro-us. Whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Go to the forum. Um, all right. I think that concludes this edition. We'll talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> it concludes this edition, huh? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this one is really warm in here. It's my embarrassment. God, forgetting World of Crazy and making fun of a mentally challenged child, I'm out. <laughs> That's a show. Hey! I didn't know she had cancer. 